Couple with a mother-in-law that just won't quit. Hello there. Gail. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi. What are you doing here? We didn't expect you to see us off. Then on Fantasy Island, Mr. Rourke has to play along with Brother Jill on Dialone Radio. What does one do with a thousand-year-old child? Give her her fantasy, Rourke. Friday. BFF.FM Yeah, buddy. It's TGIF. Friday night, 10 p.m., Dialone Radio. I really like doing all these sound effects with my mouth. One day I'll like program sound effects and stuff, but thanks to Steve Fox from Wake the F Up for making me these sick, sick bumpers for my show because I would never do it because I don't know how to. Anyway, it's Brother Jill here from Dialone Radio. It is Friday at 10.04. And I am here on episode 29, 
uh, Live 105.3, which is my tribute to my favorite alternative radio station, uh, Live 105, which recently came back on air. Um, I don't know, like a few days ago or something. I probably should Google that. That's worth a Google. Um, at a very clever 10.53 a.m. And the reason I played that stupid, dumb, overplayed Green Day song that everyone hates, not to continue the theme of all the worst songs from last week, but because that was the first song they played, which I kind of appreciated because, like, even though Green Day is annoying and whatever, they're a true blue, like, Bay Area band. And I, duh, have a Green Day story. You want to hear it? Too bad. Here we go. I was walking my dog. I have this tiny, adorable black chihuahua named Violet. She is a thousand years old. She has one yellow soft tooth, which I call her banana fang. And she attacks anyone that is not me. So I'm walking her, as I do every day, two times a day. Just walking, walking, walking. And I, uh, I'm about to cross the street, and I see this dude who is like, staring me dead ass in my eyeballs which you know is an aggressive move dude like it's the bay we are heads down in our phones just looking at our feet shuffling along we got airpods on we're thinking about you know the inverting yield curve or uh stagflation or venture capital we're thinking about shit i don't have time to be looking people in their eyeballs and I'm like, oh, shit, some weirdo's looking at me all crazy, right? And I, like, look at my dog, and I'm like, please don't stop and talk to him. I'm thinking that she'll get it. Like, just don't stop and talk to this fool. Anyways, we're crossing the street, and of course, she's, like, wagging her tail. She goes right up to him. And I'm like, God. He's like, hey, is your dog friendly? And I just look at him, and I'm like, not really, no. But if you want to try to pet her, you can. he starts laughing. And I look up, this fucking Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, still staring me dead ass in my eyeballs. And I was like, damn, the audacity of this fool. I guess if you're famous, you can just have the gall to stare people in their eyeballs. And, you know, I'm sure there was like a, a visible moment where the light bulb went on where I was like, oh, you're like a famous person. But I try my best because I'm Brother Jill just be like, I don't care, dog. I'm too cool. I run into celebrities all the time. I'd be fucking chilling with celebrities constantly. Kim K's back in my fucking apartment kicking it. Um, and uh, I just didn't give him the satisfaction. I was just like, yeah, I guess. I'm cool. Whatever. And then I walked away with my dog. That is my Green Day story. Fascinating. Correct? Yes. Are we all on the same page? Amazing. Hilarious. Okay. So here's the thing. Live 105 I started listening to it, I mean, as soon as I could listen to the radio and, like, choose a radio station, it was Live 105. I mean, probably 8, 9, 10 years old, and uh, just thought it was the coolest, and I thought Aaron Axelson was the coolest, like, smartest, coolest, bestest person in the world, um, and he very well may be, but as I got older, I was having this experience of, like, dang, you guys, like... I mean, I guess it was okay that you played The Offspring in 1996 because, like, I get it. That's what we listened to. That's what's on MTV. But, dog, you never stopped playing it. Like, you played it the whole time. 
And now I feel like they're back um, after being off the air uh, for a few years, like about three years, I guess. And y'all playing the same shit. However, smart brain over here uh, was thinking about my best friend's children who are like 10, 11, 12. Bruh, they listen to like Weezer and Smashing Pumpkins. Like kids are listening to everything that we listened to in high school. It's like a Freaky Friday craziness situation. So maybe it's uh, time for Live 105 to just be like, hey, look, man, we're keeping it strong all day long with some mediocre alternative radio hits. And guess what? Boo! Is it back in your face? Is popular again with children. Hey, all right. I'll, I'll hand it to you. So, yeah, I just thought I'd uh, play songs from some of the uh, Live 105 darlings. Um, I promised myself I would not play Offspring just because I want to troll all two of you listeners very hard with some horrible Offspring, but I decided to be merciful. Um... This next track is going to be from another Died in the Wool East Bay band. Uh, maybe you've heard of them called Rancid. And guess what? Bear, bear, bear. I have a Rancid story too. I'm sorry I have so many stories. I'm an old person. How could I not? So, fun fact. Um, you know when you get like hired at a tech job and they're like, hey, we're going to have a... And all hands, and we're going to introduce our new hires, and we're going to play this wacky game, Two Truths and a Lie. I always like to include this fun fact about myself, because um, I don't know that it's fun, but it is factual. And I don't know if people believe me or if it thinks they think it's obvious. But um, I do have a matching best friend tattoo with the original drummer from Rancid, Brett Reed. However... Brett Reed probably has matching best friend tattoos with so many people uh, because so many people I know have briefly been best friends with Brett Reed. He's one of those people. You know those people that like have a best friend for like a hot minute and then they have like a blowout and nothing ever gets resolved and they just kind of like move on to the next best friend? One of those. Anyway, so I have a um, sailboat tattoo and not like an epic photorealistic ink master level sailboat. <laughs> it looks like I got it in jail, which is, you know, par for the course for most of my tattoos. Uh, but yes, I have like a, a very simple, dumb sailboat tattoo, bestie tattoo with Brett Reed, original drummer of Rancid, uh, because he was dating the woman who was briefly my tattoo mentor and friend, and she gave it to us. Um, so yeah, we're going to play Rancid, which, you know, yeah, Rancid, you have my respect that Rancid, members of Rancid, who are also members of Operation Ivy, have uh, a new band out with uh, Jesse Michaels, original lead singer of Operation Ivy, who I also have stories about, um, but I'll, how many stories can I tell in a row? Not many, right? Because that's boring. Okay. Um, and so, I don't know what it's called. Again, worth a Google. Look at all the research. I need a research assistant, you guys. BFF, do you guys have room in your budget for a research assistant? Because I am too lazy to Google things. Cool. So, I'm going to play Rancid. And then I'm going to play two of my favorite interchangeable bands that I feel like they're interchangeable even though they're very different. But in my mind, these bands are like the... the um. 
Robert De Niro and Al Pacino of bands. Like, they're very different. But, like, in my mind, I can't tell them apart. You know? Like, if you watch Heat, that movie Heat that came out with them, both of them in it, I'm like, dog, I'm so glad one of them has a mustache. Because otherwise, I would have no idea who is who. I cannot tell the difference. Okay. What two bands am I talking about? I'm talking about The Strokes, who are from New York City, and The Hives, who are from a whole ass other country. I think like Sweden or something. Um, I like both these bands. Uh, I'm going to play some uh, sick tracks from them. But first, we'll get it started with um, the band of which I have a bestie tattoo with their drummer. And that is Rancid. Show me what you got, yeah I want your salvation, whoa Call a bell, I want you Show me what you got, yeah I want your salvation, whoa This neighborhood called Blackhawk Where all the rich people are high I was out of my local for the salvation Show me the shelter is out here inside Every day we drive to Blackhawk We pick up the offerings Microwave or refrigerators Full of suffering Call a bell, I want you Show me what you got,
best frequencies for our bringing the underground to the foreground yellow all right i looked it up you guys i was like rocking out i was like where where are the hives from they're from sweden sweden really does it better than anyone else when it comes to meatballs rock and roll and shitty furniture yeah baby um yeah that was the hives main offender uh the hives burst out on the scene like in the early 2000s and we had like a really stupid boyfriend at the time who had horrible taste in music but he loved the hives and i was like he was like yo you should check out the hives i was like Whatever, you're hot, but you're so dumb. Why would I ever listen to anything you recommended? Um, but then I listened to Hives, and they were great. And I was like, this band's amazing. I love them to this day. Um, and then before that was The Strokes with New York City Cops. Um, and then before that was Rancid. Uh, one thing about that Rancid song, it's so funny. I love... Okay, for all of y'all, raise your hand if you've ever been in AA due to your problem drinking. Okay. Cool, me too. Um, I love when someone like gets sober and they talk about like how scummy they used to be. And to me, that song Salvation is uh, so indicative of that. So in the East Bay Alcoholics Anonymous uh, scene, by the way, I'm breaking it. You know, there's a tradition in AA that you can't be like, yo, I'm in AA. But like people in AA love to say they're in AA in like a really sneaky way of like oh you know hey one day at a time like rupaul and stuff um not that i have that confirmed but i'm just saying i love it when people are like i used to be such a scumbag i'm like really because i'm a scumbag right now so come at me bro and that song salvation is about i'm is about going to there's not a lot of like free rehabilitation programs um however Anyone from the Bay Area is very familiar with the Salvation Army. And Salvation Army, you go in, it's like an all-men's program. You're there for months and months and months. And you work for the Salvation Army in the thrift store, picking up donations, sorting donations. And so that's, that's what that song is about, like, I guess, going to Blackhawk, which is a, a kind of like subset of a very rich community in the East Bay by San Ramon. And I don't know if Blackhawk's a city or a neighborhood. I don't know. I don't go there. Um, and picking up, I guess, donations. And Tim Armstrong being like, yo, I used to be such a scumbag. Now look at me. Um, and him being like, wow, you guys are so rich. And um, I live at Salvation Army. When uh, you go to AA meetings, and it's it's funny because certain meetings are considered like, quote unquote, Sally Boy meetings. And uh, men that attend the Salvation Army program are uh, referred to as Sally Boys. And I would love to go to Sally Boy meetings because Sally Boy meetings are like dudes with jail tattoos and like uh, uh, polos that didn't fit them. And uh, they always had the best stories. So shout out to Sally Boy meetings, Salvation Army anyone who is currently a scumbag and anyone who's a former scumbag shout out from brother jill uh okay back to our theme of live 105 um you know when i was a kid and as i was kind of like developing my music taste and being like hey i kind of like like 
cooler bands than what they're playing, um, I would dream like, hey, one day they'll give me a shot to like be like Jill, be a DJ on Live 105 and play all the sickest music. And to we talked about this actually with um, I forget who uh, what episode I talked about this on previously, but. There was a time when Live 105 would allow you to... Aaron Axelson did a lot of good for Live 105 because he had Subsonic, which was kind of like underground uh, electronic music. Um, and But he also had a show that I, I believe was very short-lived where you could like send in a mixtape and they would play it on air. And uh, both my boyfriend, Butt Cheeks, and myself both did that. And Gothic Aaron, all of us sent in mixtapes and I believe all of us had our day of Laura and Live 105 but I used to like fantasize about being on the radio playing whatever I wanted to oh my god dreams have been realized here I am uh and I thought about hey if I could play like whatever I wanted to I would play something that people would be would be accessible but also fucking cool like cooler than just like, you know, like five degrees cooler than what you're playing. Nothing wild. But just like five to ten degrees cooler than what's already on there. So this next kind of like grouping of songs is just that. Um, it's accessible entry-level bangers, what I like to call it. It's like 120 minutes, MTV music videos, certified, fresh, fucking entry-level bangers. And so this next three songs, we're going to start off with Sonic Youth. Um, and I will say that, uh, shout out to DJ Fun Size from Maniac Mansion. I also love Daydream Nation. I feel like every red-blooded American loves Daydream Nation, which I know is not true, but I feel like it should be true. Uh, but I will say that if I had to pick a radio banger that was just like five to ten degrees cooler than what they already play on Live 105, I think they do play like Bull in the Heather and stuff like that or 100%. I would play uh, this song, Dirty Boots. And for those of you who grew up watching 120 Minutes, like I would set my alarm for midnight on Sundays so I could get up, press record to record all two hours of 120 Minutes, and I'd watch it after school the next day. And I remember the video for this song, I was very struck at the time of like, Ooh, this is at some edgy New York nightclub. Sonic Youth is like rocking out. And there's this woman in the crowd who has bleach blonde dreadlocks. And we've talked about dreadlocks on the show before. I really, really thought it was so cool to have dreadlocks. Now I'm like, wow, younger brother Jill. Thank God you never went through a dreadlock phase. Because um, it's uh, problematic. Sorry. Uh, and so I'm glad that I never figured that out. Um, so I'm going to play Sonic Youth, Dirty Boots. And then after that, I'm going to play My Bloody Valentine. What's the best My Bloody Valentine song for beginners? I'm going to say Only Shallow. I saw My, My, My Bloody Valentine uh, at the Concord Center. Concourse? The Concourse? Uh, which is R.I.P. Long Gone. They were so fucking loud. I'll say that. People are like, oh, my bloody Valentine is so loud. And I'm like, sure, bro. Sure, they're so loud. It got to a point at the end of their set where I was so overwhelmed with, like, the sonic landscape 
that I went to the bathrooms in the very back of the building and the walls and the toilet were vibrating. It was so loud. And I had, I didn't have earplugs in. I wanted to lie and say I did to seem responsible as if you guys would believe that, but I did not. Um, they're loud, dog. That's like not a, like, that's coming from me. They're fucking loud. They're too loud, honestly. Um, and then after that, it's not Dylone Radio without a Shushu song. I know Shushu would never get played on Live 105. I get it. But look, they legit, like, I'm just going to get fucking real here for a minute. Shushu have been around since 2001. They are from San Jose. They have played one million damn shows. And they're incredible. So I'm going to play their entry-level banger, I Love the Valley. And I dedicate it to one of my favorite ladies, Noella Teal. Sorry for saying your full name on the radio. Like, it matters. But um, I remember when she was going to Mills. Mills used to have this thing called, like, Experimental Music Mondays. And she covered this song. And it was wild and crazy and amazing. And just like her. And I, I believe this is her favorite song from Shushu. So... I love you, Noella. Uh, I'm going to play you a Shushu song. Uh, but first, let's get it rocking and rolling, okay? With uh, Sonic Youth.
It's a less one. 
The official BFF.FM app is now available to download. Stream our live feed, catch up on your favorite DJ's past shows, explore new sounds by genre, or put on a podcast for your daily whatever. Grab it today in the App Store or on Google Play. Yeah, like download the app, you guys. BFF.FM, sickest radio station in San Francisco and the world. Uh, It's Brother Jill. It's me, Brother Jill. Dialone Radio, thanks for listening. Um... That was my favorite band, number one band of all time, greatest band that's ever lived, greatest band of all time, greatest band to ever be on Earth in the universe of all time ever. Shoo shoo, XIU, XIU. Um, yeah. So, you know, if I had like a dream terrestrial FM station, I would play stuff like that and we would quickly lose all the money. Because um, people don't like Shushu and they're dumb. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to my bestie, DJ Fun Size, who, by the way, comes to BFF every week prepared with like six pages of notes and a sick playlist of like cool bands um, and like just DJs her little heart out. And it was so cute. So I do this thing where I work at this barbershop and around seven o'clock, I like I walk over to Secret Alley where BFF it broadcasts out of. And, um, oh, sorry, is that a secret? Just kidding. Um, I usually will like get some beer and some food. I get here really early so I can sit in on DJ Fun Size's set, Maniac Mansion from eight to nine. And then I stay. I stay for DJ Swerving set idiosyncrasies from 9 to 10. Unless he has a guest, in which case I will just sulk outside wishing I could just be hanging out with DJ Swerving. Um, and then I come in here and I do my set and whatever. But DJ Fun Size was like, I really want to get into corn. If you don't follow me on Instagram, um, doesn't matter if you do or not. It's not super interesting, but... If you happen to be curious, you want to follow me at die underscore alone underscore radio. I do be posting some stuff and I posted this uh, story about how I absolutely 100% unironically wear a corn hoodie all the time. And I put like a little corn song on it. And DJ Funside was so cute. She was like, I want to get into corn. I want to be ushered into liking corn. And I was like, for sure, I get it. Um, I like Corn uh, because I first heard their first album, um, their self-titled album, which came out in 1994 in, when I was growing up with a tender age of 14 in Modesto, California. Uh, there used to be this CD store called Blockbuster Music, which did not rent any videos. It was just CDs. It was like a Tower Records. But they had this huge listening bar where you could like pick a CD and this disgruntled employee who was probably making like $8 an hour or something would put it in a CD player, one of many CD players, and you could like sit there and listen to it before you bought it. I would never buy anything. That's probably why this fool was disgruntled. He's like, bitch, you're 14. You don't buy anything. Um, but I do remember uh, I loved this Corn album, their first album. And... Uh, 
that night, my mind was blown twice because I listened to my very first Diamanda Galas album, which was a singer, which just came out, and Corn. And I feel like if there are, you know, if there's two wolves inside of me, they're both on their phones. But one's listening to Diamanda and one's listening to Corn. And I feel like that's a pretty good amalgamation of my personality. So DJ Fun Size, I love you. You're the best. You're such a sweet angel. And I dedicate this corn song to you. It's an entry-level banger. It's fantastic. Um, and then after that, after corn, we are going to hear from Queens of the Stone Age. I feel like, okay, ever since that like weird thing in Paris where there's like guns and shooting and very scary terribleness, Queens of the Stone Age, understandably not making music anymore, question mark, not sure. However, when this song came out, even though I was like fully having Shushu play at my house, listening to Nothing But Lightning Bolt, being a wild freak, uh, I was like, this song is undeniably good. And the video for this song is undeniably good. Queens of the Stone Age. Um, it is Go With The Flow. It rules. We're going to listen to it. Then, after that, we are going to listen to another certifiable banger from a band I know nothing about, which is most bands, uh, Hum with Stars. This song is like, you don't know that shoegaze exists, right? And you hear this song and it blows your fucking mind. I don't know what other songs they ever play. Like, I didn't, I, you know, I'm not someone that's like, oh, I have the first Hum album and it's incredible from beginning to end. No, doggy, I've only heard this one song. But it's sick. I stand by it. Um, so for you, DJ Fun Size, I am going to play Corn, And then for you, BFF listener, I'm going to play the song you've heard a bunch of times before. But like, let's just like, like be mindful. It's a fucking good song. It's a deep listening to Queens of the Stone Age. And after that, deep listening and thinking and pondering about Hum and how great they are. So here we go. Sorry, you guys. I got to do it. Corn. Something takes a part of me. Something lost and never seen. Time I start to believe Something's raped and taken from me From me Life's gotta always be messing with me Can't it chill and let me be free Can't I take away all this pain I try to every night all in vain In vain
She thinks she missed the train to Mars She's out back counting stars She thinks she missed the train to Mars She's out back counting stars
Yeah, buddy. That was Hum with Stars. I feel like they for sure played that song on Live 105. They do. I've been listening to it the last few days on my very long commute um, into San Francisco, and they for sure play um, Hum Stars. And um, coming up next, I'm going to play a couple songs. Um, I'm going to start off by being like, look, Smashing Pumpkins, I recognize that you are a very talented, good band. I was never a huge Smashing Pumpkin fan um, growing up, uh, but I did have an experience uh, with the Smashing Pumpkins that kind of changed my mind. It, op- it kind of like opened me up to... So basically, um, my whole life, I've always wondered why anyone would ever listen to The Grateful Dead, right? I'm like, man, Grateful Dead... They fucking suck and they're dumb and I don't like them. And I always kind of wondered, like, what's the appeal here? I don't get it. And then I had this experience of smashing pumpkins and I was like, oh, it's drugs is what it is. So, um, you know, one of my uh, classic Brother Jill stories is that there was a time. So there is a famous author the name of Laura Albert, who lives here in San Francisco, as far as I know, still, who in the 90s took on the persona and moniker of J.T. Leroy and wrote these books under somewhat of like uh, unethical pretenses, appropriation, where she was writing them from the perspective of a uh, young trans sex worker. Now, you know, looking through the lens of today's like vernacular, it could be said that maybe she was dealing with some gender dysmorphia herself or I mean, God knows what the hell. Um, there's multiple documentaries. Feel free to check out these multiple documentaries about JT Leroy. Anyways, I thought she was the shit. I did not mind that she wrote uh, under this like appropriate persona of a trans sex worker. Uh, maybe if I would have found that out now, I'd be a little bit more outraged, but you know, I was very young and I love the books. And, um, there was actually a movie that was made with Aja Argentio. Uh, Ar- uh, man, isn't it cool that I like how this, like a uh, situation where I talk to people over the internet and I can't say words. Um, Aja Argento, uh, daughter of Dario Argento of Suspiria fame. And Marilyn Manson, they made a movie out of kind of an amalgamation of some of her books, like Sarah and The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things. And um, yeah, I actually have like a JT tattoo. And it's just, I love JT Leroy books. Uh, The character JT Leroy is actually born on my birthday, which is Halloween 1980. That is my birthday. That's also the purported birthday of the character JT Leroy. And what was kind of like the controversy, besides the whole appropriation thing, was that she had her sister-in-law pose as a trans person when she was not, in fact, trans, um, but was queer, visibly. Um, And there's books written about this. Okay, let's cut to the fucking chase here. So, I run into JT Leroy... One afternoon in Russian Hill, where she lives, 
And I was like, oh my God, are you Laura Albert? I have a JT tattoo. My birthday's Halloween 1980. And she like saw a mark when, when she saw one. Like I fangirled Stan, super into her and quickly became her like unpaid personal assistant. I was like doing her laundry, running errands, listing things on eBay, things like that. Uh, and oddly enough, um, after doing that for like a year and a half and kind of being like feeling a little used, uh, I definitely was like a, an, it was an inequitable arrangement. Um, and, you know, moving on from that friendship, quote unquote, and into my adulthood, I actually met other women who have had that same experience with, with Laura Albert, AKA JC Leroy, where she'll befriend them and kind of capitalize on your fandom by having you run random errands, right? So like maybe one day I'll be famous enough to be like, yo dog, can you go to Trader Joe's for me, please? Um, that kind of stuff. Anyways, there were, there were some highlights in our friendship. At one point, so JT, so Laura Albert, aka JT Leroy, is very close friends with Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins. And at one point, uh, Laura told like she got tickets for us to go see Smashing Pumpkins at the um, Oracle Arena in Oakland in East Oakland and um, I she was like hey let's go see Smashing Pumpkins and it was like that weird tour where he wore like face makeup and he covered like Stairway to Heaven and stuff she's like let's take mushrooms go get them <laughs> I was like okay whatever you want childhood hero so we go and she's like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get backstage. We'll meet Billy. It'll be cool. I've never been backstage in my life. In my mind, backstage is like Wayne's world where you get like a little laminated pass and you're like, yo, dog, we're not worthy. I'm backstage. Oh my God. It's not like that. It's like when you go backstage and like these huge things, you know, beforehand, you, everyone that's going to go backstage is all sitting in the same section. A security guard escorts you to like these rooms at the Oracle Arena, if you go backstage, it's like um, you're going underneath the main floor to a weird, what they call it, like the BMW bar, which is like, I miss like some labeled bar or whatever with marketing for BMW. And each person has their own room. So it's not like you're all hanging out doing drugs and having sex and stuff. It's like each person's tired. They have their own room. Anyways, getting to the point, I... Go with Laura Albert backstage at Oracle Arena. We go to Billy Corgan's room. Um, and he is so fucking weird in person. Um, he it seems more like your incel cousin who happened to play guitar. Like incel Charlie Brown who plays guitar. And he has like a, a, a port wine stain on his hand and his hand is like, kind of like weird and small and you're like oh I never noticed that before um but here's the shocker here's what really was like the clincher of the situation we get in there it's all women it's probably like 10 women are in there including myself and Laura Albert and at one point he stops and he's like hey every woman in here is a Scorpio and I'm like oh oh my god how did you know that because like you know me I'm cool I'm hanging in the back I'm not on his tip. 
I'm not on his nuts. I'm not trying to talk to this fool. I'm just hanging back. Like it's a fucking baby shower that I don't want to be at or something. Like I'm chilling. This fool knew. And it was true. Every woman there like kind of like stopped in their tracks. They're like, oh my God, we are all Scorpios. So Billy Corgan, doggy, you're a weirdo. But you kind of rule and I got to give it to you. So I'm going to play my favorite Smashing Pumpkins song, which is titled of my least favorite condiment, mayonnaise, nasty. Um, then after that, I want to play a cover of, uh, I want to play Dinosaur Jr. because I feel like Dinosaur Jr.'s only song that gets played on radio is uh, Feel the Pain. But they have so many good songs. Let's play a fun one. Let's do the cover of Just Like Heaven, which I think is very fun. And then after that, play the actual fucking cure, which is one of my favorite songs, um, The Hanging Gardens. And my brother Jill's story for this song, The Hanging Gardens, there is a line in this song that's like, cover my face as the animals die, which I'm like, please, if I have to watch an animal die, please cover my face. I remember in high school, um, watching the video for this with my friend at the time, David Stewart. Shout out David Stewart, who had a water king size waterbed in high school. Um, he it was like a total Beavis and Butthead moment. He's like, ha 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 ha, come on my face as the animals die. Gross way to ruin a song. But here we go. Let's start off with everyone's favorite sad song from the nineties. Uh, uh, Smashing Pumpkins uh, with uh, Big Freak Billy Corgan.
community community radio community 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 radio community 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 radio community radio for the San Francisco music scene bff.fm best frequencies forever
Okay. I'm going to pull a full DJ fun size moment. This is Brother Jill, by the way, on Dialone Radio here at BFF.FM. Coming to you from the heart of the mission, San Francisco, California, United States of America, USA. Um, that's the same thing. Anyways, so uh, clap your hands, say yeah. It definitely was played on Live 105 back in its heyday and, and probably today too. And they are from, from what I understand, from Philadelphia. And I'm like, bruh, from the skin of your yellow country teeth? Like, where are you from in Philadelphia? Bucks County? I don't get it. But it makes me think about BFF and how great it is. So it's a tangent, but we have time. Because for the first time in Dylan Radio history ever, I might actually have to add songs to my playlist because I didn't account for enough. Because usually I play like five songs. You guys know, right? But because it's just me, sad, just me, lonely, sad. Um, I don't have a co-host tonight, which is, you know, fun. But in a way. But then I end up not talking as much. And so I actually have to play music. So uh, anyways, I was... uh. You know, checking out, uh, clap your hands, say, yeah, they're from Philadelphia, and I'm, the only country part of Philadelphia I know about is Bucks County, because I had a friend who was from Bucks County, R.A.P. Dwayne Finney, and it made me think about BFF and what a wonderful, uh, experience it's been. I started at BFF, uh, in October of last year, and, um... You know, all of us, I feel like on kind of a serious note, all of us have been struggling the last couple of years. It's been hard, you know, it's been hard uh, in a lot of ways. Some of us have had personal things, health related things, society things, late stage capitalism things. And and I had a friend that had passed away about a year and a half ago who was from Bucks County and you know, randomly, I was on the BFF Slack channel, which, you know, hey, you get access to if you're a DJ, by the way. Shout out to everyone who thinks that they want to be a DJ. Check it out. Apply online at BFF.FM. Um, we, we always need and welcome new DJs. And there was an episode, someone had posted that there was an episode of a podcast called the Muni Diaries. The Muni Diaries, for those of you outside of San Francisco, Muni is the municipal UNI transit system. I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> I'm just making it up. But there was an episode about uh, the secret alley on this podcast called the Muni Diaries. And as someone that works at a local barbershop here in the Mission, I thought, oh, I'm just going to send them a quick email being like, hey, do you guys like just do profiles on local businesses. We have kind of this like crazy story, uh, which involves my friend, my dearly deceased friend, Dwayne. And they said, hey, we're so interested. I gave him kind of a little synopsis of our situation. We're so interested in having you on the Muni Diaries. So in my mind, I'm like going to be on a podcast. But they're like, oh, by the way, the podcast is really just episodes of live 
Muni Diaries performances. So would you be willing to perform at the Muni Diaries? And it's a biannual event that happens at the rickshaw stop. And I said, sure, why not? Who cares? Right? Sure. I'll get up. And in my mind, I'm not familiar with storytelling um, as a, you know, a discipline. So I'm thinking like storytelling, um, 10 people listening to some story they don't care about and they record it and they turn into a podcast. Cool. I'll do it. Well, turns out Muni Diaries is a bigger deal than I anticipated. It sold out. It was 150 people at the rickshaw stop. I am slated to go on and I have not really processed a ton of feelings of grief around this passing of my friend, which is a central theme in the story. And so it's a difficult experience for me, right? But I go up on stage, I tell the story, it goes fine, it goes well. Uh, because I've kind of like forged these connections with other BFF DJs here, DJ Swerving was there. DJ Funsides was there. DJ Sorry filmed me and sent me the footage, which I shared with my friend Dwayne's family, who was so grateful. And um, I realized that, as you may know from listening to Die Alone Radio, I love telling stories and like I'm okay at it. I'm not bad. So now it not only has BFF given me this creative outlet to kind of express myself and work through some wild things. I started BFF while I was going through a crazy breakup with someone of about 15 years and also struggling with um, another relationship in my life that I wasn't really sure what the boundaries were, what was going on. Um, And it's helped me work through a lot of that as well as make new friends and be a part of a new community. And as now, now I'm on this like path of storytelling I have a performance coming out. Here is my plug, right? Pop a plug for myself, Brother Jill. Brother Jill will be performing another storytelling event at the Makeout Room on Tuesday. I think it's July 13th. I don't know. I can't be bothered to look at a calendar. This coming Tuesday at the Makeout Room at 7.30. It's a free event uh, with this um, monthly storytelling event called Happy Endings. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And um, so BFF has not only given me a new circle of friends, given me a creative outlet. Now I have like this new creative path of storytelling thanks to BFF. So look, if you care about happiness, meaning, connection, community, consider donating to BFF. That's a weird turn to take, right? But it's true. Like I care about it. It's great. Um, consider donating to BFF. You can go to the BFF.fm a uh, web page or you can download the app click donate if you want to donate in my name that'd be cool that'd be cool that'd be cool uh for bff and for me um give us a million dollars that'd be great uh so anyways that's a long ways from uh uh clap your hands say <laughs> out of philadelphia but here we go we're gonna go with another rock block chock full of sick tunes um, these are just kind of like songs that I've heard from bands on Live 105. I am very glad that Live 105 is back. Um, we're going to start off a set with, um, the White Stripes who, you know, man, fuck it. I love the White Stripes. They're great. I will say, 
uh, Meg White. Give me a fill. Give me a flam. Like, you're a great drummer in a way, but dang, like, spruce it up a little bit. That's the only thing. That's my only complaint about the White Stripes. Um, with hardest button to button, we're going to do White Stripes. And then, after that, we're going to do everybody's favorite party time band, Block Party with Banquet. I feel like Block Party is a part of this, like, revival of post-punk dance centered music which was very fun and had a moment and then uh we're gonna play everybody's favorite preppy nerd band vampire weekend with walcott and i will say that something i think about every every single time i listen to vampire weekend which is not often but used to be more often uh i remember driving down to la with a friend of mine and he was like I was playing Vampire Weekend, this album in its entirety, and he was like, what the hell is this? My dog is Vampire Weekend. He's like, this shit just sounds like Paul Simon for hipsters. And I was like, ooh, sick burn. So here we go with not Paul Simon for hipsters, just straightforward, good old-fashioned American GD rock and roll white stripes.
Don't you wanna get out of Cape Cod, out of Cape Cod tonight? Walk out, the bottleneck is a shit show. I had his part as a ghetto. nothing like good music the kind that makes you think and makes you feel music that transports you somewhere else and that's why there's simply no substitute for what you hear on bff.fm we have the freedom to find the obscure cuts the local sounds the artist corporate radio and streaming ignore we can only do that because of the support of listeners like you give today at bff.fm simply no substitute Dang, that's like a hella serious PSA. There is no substitute, dogs. You better give us money. But like, you know, that's true. You should. You'd be chill. Anyways, we just heard from Vampire Weekend, Walcott, the Paul Simon of uh, New Hipsters or whatever back in 2007. Um, I'm getting a little pushback, by the way, from uh, another BFF DJ, Brother Porter, saying like, why I gotta hate on Meg White? I'm not hating on Meg White. Doggy, but I'm sorry. Yeah, a fill, a flam, anything. Jazz it up. I'm not subject to um, your charms, so to speak. Um, I want to hear some. I'm like a very percussion driven person. Like, some of my favorite bands are like very percussion heavy bands, like Lightning Bolt and Hella, and bands that are just like boom. Like, I'd be playing air drums, doggy. Y'all playing air guitar in the car? Playing air guitar out in the world? I'm playing air drums, okay? So it's important to me. And um, anyways, 
So yeah, we just heard a, a mega block banger of a bunch of entry level kind of bands, or not entry level. Well, yeah, I guess entry level bands too. And then Die Alone Radio first. Uh, I have to add more music because I haven't talked enough. Can you believe I haven't talked enough? Um, also, I want to say, yeah, I'm doing a storytelling thing on Tuesday at the Makeout Room at seven thirty. Used to get there at seven fifteen. It's free. It's about uh, audacious adventures. I'll be talking about how I broke a bunch of bones and then proceeded to have my second date with some dude in Kentucky because I wanted to smash. But also, if you can't wait to interact with me in public, you should come to BFF Karaoke at Pops on Sunday night, hosted by Brother Porter um and other people and uh pal dj pal pressburger and uh dj dan i forget his name sorry bro um ugliest son that's what it is all cool dudes that's a trio of fucking sick dudes all right we got seven minutes left which is a perfect time because i'm such a skilled fucking dj for the last two songs now First song is a great song by a band I don't like. And the second song is a great song by a band I do like. Wow, how did I think of that on the fly? It's going to be Say It Ain't So by Weezer. This is, in my mind, their only really great song. Um, this song's fucking sick. Um, and back in the day, it would make me cry. It would make me shed a tear. Because, you know, I had a stepfather. Every man in my life has been a raging alcoholic. Um, in case you can't tell. Um, and then after that, I feel like I'm going to end on such a mm, chef's kiss perfect uh, community-run internet-based radio station song to end with outro. Pavement, baby! From Stockton, California, even though they do not rip Stockton, uh, even though they formed New York City and were indie rock darlings that did nothing for the Central Valley except play some pity shows. Uh, still love them. Still the geniuses. Still the best. We're going to play Pavement with Stereo. But let's let's kick it off. Another rock block from Brother Jill on Die Alone Radio here on BFF.FM.